Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast and our special quarantine diary series because we are stuck at home. Maybe not for that much longer, though. Maybe not. We are stuck at home, and we are recording our special quarantine diary series every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You can watch it on IGTV, so those of you who are watching us, hi. hi. You get to see Heather's new haircut. And um, you can also listen in the podcast feed. These are shorter, unedited, and a little more off the cuff than our regular Tuesday Extra Pack of Peanuts podcast. So we've got four Mm -hmm. episodes coming out every week. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you got the Quarantine Diaries. Tuesday, we drop the longer form episode. So lots of good stuff for you all. And uh, the listenership numbers have been going up, 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 up. So we know that you like it. That's always a bonus. I am. Joining me to my <laughs> left, maybe you're right if you're watching, and I already said it, my wife, constant travel companion, and someone who is rocking a brand new hairdo. Hairdo? Hairdo? Hairstyle? Are you, what a, yeah. <laughs> she got a new hairdo, but it looks awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Going blonde. Yes. You know, it's been tough in quarantine for many reasons. A uh, very vain reason is, you know, getting beauty things done. And fortunately, my hairstylist is also my very good friend, and she lives two blocks away. And since we are still having stay at home orders in our county in Pennsylvania until June 4th at the earliest, we had her come over, wear a mask, and do my hair. So we both wore masks and practiced safety measures. And talked yeah. about travel, drank a cocktail. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, was, it like was very nice. A little day of pampering. So, you know, hopefully we're seeing the the end of this quarantine soon. I mean, even though things will be very different, and we'll have to still practice social distancing measures, but. Things are slowly opening back up, and it's exciting and also scary, but we're still here for you doing these quarantine diaries at least for a little bit longer. Yeah, we're socially distancing from you. If you're watching on <laughs> IGTV or you're listening to podcasts, don't worry. It's totally safe to listen to the EPOP podcast. We are g- diving right back into our Ask Us Anything part of the mm-hmm. quarantine diaries. These are super fun. We've done three episodes already, so this is Ask Us Anything episode four. And we are going into five of the que- five of your questions. We put out a little sticky or sticker or whatever Heather calls them on Instagram. We got some questions, and so we're going to answer five of those right now. We haven't really looked through these, um, so they're somewhat unexpected, and they're fun for us to answer just off the cuff. And so our first question of the day hath comes from Alex Fain, who has ans- asked a few questions. So thank you, Alex, for for the multiple questions coming in over the last uh, couple quarantine diaries. And she asks us, usually we start out positive, yeah. but hey, this is the first question that's on mm-hmm. the sheet. She asks us, what's the worst trip you've taken? So at alex.fane, thank mm-hmm. you for that question. Hath the worst trip we've taken. You know what? I, because we don't prepare for this. I'm just trying to think of any trips that have been the worst. And honestly, every trip we've ever taken turns out to be good there might be moments of it that are the worst moments ever or something really bad happens but the overall trip always ends up being a good memory so the one I can think of at the top of my mind is you know when we went to India for the first time well the only time the first couple of days that we were there in Mumbai it was a pretty big adjustment for us even though we'd come from living in Japan for two years and living and immersing ourselves in a different culture 
it was just really different to go to India and especially being in Mumbai in that city is crazy. <laughs> a lot of different situations. Hands down the craziest place we've ever been. I think on so. This planet, yeah. As far as just I, I mean, it explodes your senses. Yes. And is sensory overload <laughs> times a thousand right and we both also got sick when we first got there it Not, was mud season yeah so it was rainy season and it was kind of dirty and then i got a really bad cold and you know so fortunately we were staying with a friend and we just kind of laid low in his apartment and watched the olympics <laughs> on on like his computer he had just arrived so was, two days before mm-hmm. we got there our buddy yeah. nick so he knew nothing about Mumbai. Right. And uh, yeah, that was tough. Yeah. So, I mean, but the trip in itself ended up being amazing once we kind of left Mumbai. And we did do a very touristed path of obviously seeing the Taj Mahal and going through Rajasthan and all those beautiful, ancient, colorful, amazing cities. So the trip itself was wonderful. But the beginning of it, I was thinking, wow, we came here and I'm not really enjoying it. And we have all of these kind of negative things happening. But. It ended up being great. So I, I know, don't know what your I, answer I don't want to cop be. out to Alex Fain's question. It's just, <laughs> as you mentioned, very hard because there hasn't been a full trip start to finish Mm-mm. that has sucked. No. So there have been parts, as you mentioned, of each trip. The The first three days in Mumbai were crazy, and we didn't love that at all when we were in India, but the, the last two weeks were awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked in another podcast about our first, or, or at the time we went to Myanmar, and I had my biggest mm-hmm. meltdown ever. And that was like the first three days in Myanmar when we were in Mandalay. Which we also talk about exclusively on the Sweaty Traveler podcast. If you guys haven't checked that out yet, you definitely should. Yeah. Our friend Max started a new podcast about all of the... Basically travel mishaps. Yeah, travel the, mishaps. So the unglamorous side of travel. Yeah, so. I don't think our episode is out just yet, but in the next few weeks it will be out. So you should definitely check that yeah, out. Yeah, so I mean that, the first three days in Mandalay and this trip to Myanmar was my biggest travel freak out ever. But then the rest <laughs> of the trip in Myanmar was great um you know we had some situations where when we went to san diego it wasn't so great for you because you were sick basically the whole time but for me Mm -hmm. it was fine um you know we've had food poisoning multiple places and so that's a pretty bleak couple of days you know i was we were in athens for one day and i literally left the hotel room and more specifically the hotel room bathroom for only two hours of that whole day to go see like to take one walk around and see the sights and then come back as quickly as possible. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess I could say my worst trip ever was to Athens because then when we went to the islands of Greece, I was feeling better and it was amazing. So maybe I guess my answer is Athens. Athens. It was one day <laughs> I was in the bathroom of this hotel. Luckily, we were staying at Intercontinental on hotel points. so It was really nice. nice. But yeah, it's just so hard because there's only spots of each trip we have yet to have something thankfully fingers crossed that has been an absolute nightmare beginning to end um again we talked about that first backpacking trip so i'm just giving us a few of the low lights i guess <laughs> um and our last bit of that backpacking trip so we were we were in malaysia to start and then we had an awesome time through thailand and then we went back to penang malaysia and one of the questions on our last ask us anything was our most overrated destination i said penang malaysia and so Yeah, the last three days of that trip, it was raining. We were in Penang. wasn't as great as we thought. So that wasn't that cool. But it was the that part of one trip that wasn't as cool. So I hope that helps answer your question, Alex. Like, that's the thing is that thankfully we haven't had a disaster start to finish. And I think there's a few reasons for that. One, we're usually generally positive people. 
two, I think we realize even when mishaps happen, and that's the fun stuff to talk about. That's why I ask it all the time to have guests on the EPOP podcast. Even in the moment, if you know it sucks, you A, know it's going to make a good story later, um, especially if you're a podcaster. That's a huge benefit. But B, you you kind of say, it's all right, temporary. this is part of – Yeah, it's temporary, and this is part of the, the trade-off of travel. Mm-hmm. And I think three is that if you travel for a long enough time in each trip, inevitably stuff turns around and starts to go for the better. So yeah. each one of our trips you know, are usually at least a week, two, three weeks if we're going international. So – you know, it's, it's hard to have a really bad two or three weeks unless you get drastically, drastically sick for a couple of weeks. And we'd never had that. Yeah. You know, in fact, this could probably be a podcast of how to be the best traveler that you can be, because there are definitely G.I. Joe travelers. Yeah. There, well, the there are definitely tips that you can practice and strategies for being flexible and kind of rolling with the punches and changing your circumstance when things aren't going the way that you want to get the most out of your trip. And we always try to do that. And yeah, I mean, seriously, it could be a whole podcast. So yeah, for sure. Uh, great question, Alex. So I mean, we gave you a lot of uh, little bits uh, yet to have an absolutely disastrous trip start to finish. Second question, would you ever live in an RV and travel at Robin Riveted? Thank you, Robin Riveted. I think rivet, Riveted, Riveted, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Would you ever live in an RV and travel? This is an easy one. Yes. 100% yes. yes in would. fact, top of our list. Yeah, I mean, not indefinitely. I wouldn't want to just have an RV, you know, like sell our house and only live in an RV and, and do that. Not not at the moment, but I would definitely do it for an extended period of time, like even a couple of months, you know, three months or four months. I think that would be awesome, especially now that we have kids. It's We love road tripping, but road tripping with kids, we, you know, in a car or SUV, maybe a van, but we don't have a van. We have an SUV. It's a little cramped, and the kids get really, We have you know, a small SUV. Yeah, and the kids don't want to be in car seats the whole time. And so having an RV, I think, would be really nice because then you can stop and you can take your time and you're living in it. So 100%, we would love to do that. I have dreamed about buying an RV since I was about 18 years old. Um, he does have a very old van. I do have an old van. Um, so that was like a bit of a compromise, right? That's halfway there. Um, would and it was really cheap. And I it was mean, really cheap. It was $2,300. It's a 1989 Chevy G20 that made it all the way, if you haven't heard the story, mm-hmm. from Montana back to Philadelphia. So almost across the entire U.S. That's true. Uh, no issues, actually. And we are thinking about possibly taking on a road trip for the first time with the kids. We will see. It's not really made for four people. It's just a van. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, it has four seats. So in case any of you are wondering, yeah. there is safety for the children. Each of them can have a car seat in there. But with that, there's, but there's not a lot of extra space. Shorter queen bed. Yeah. So four kids or four people in a yeah. shorter queen bed. Eh. Um, but yes, as Heather mentioned, I think we're pretty set. And again, stuff changes. And this is what we love about the location independent lifestyle. And that's why we say location independence over digital nomad digital nomad conjures up this image of that you that you're nomadic and that you have to be and you're you don't have a home base in fact for us we do have a home base and i think that we will you know we've had it since uh august 2017 
my thought is that at least for the next 10 no, or 15 years, August that. 2015, so five <laughs> years, uh, my thought is that for at least at least the next 10 or 15 years, we will have a home base somewhere. And, you know, we'll always use that as a home base and we'll travel from that. And we might go stay somewhere for a couple months, but we always have our place. So, yeah, we probably won't give up a home and only have an RV, but a thousand percent we would get an RV and road trip around for a couple months. Yep. We've wanted to do it in Australia and New Zealand as well. Obviously, the U.S. is a great place to do it. So um, our hope is that we do it multiple times, actually. Yeah, um, definitely. So if anyone's got a lead on an RV that they want to sell, rent, or, um, yeah, if you know any RV share company, there, there are some RV share platforms like Airbnb for RV RVs. Uh, we would always love to work with people. It's always cool to do that. Um, if someone has an RV they're not using, give them some money versus maybe a big company, something like that. Anyway. Right. Question number three. Places you can't wait to visit with your kids when they're older. So this is from at Rebecca.rogue, R-O-G-G-E, Rogi, Rogi. Uh, thank you, Rebecca.rogge. Great question. <laughs> that is a good question. For us, uh, people have asked us, you know, what's a good place to travel with kids this age? And for Meaning two and a half and nine months. Yeah, old. but no, some people have also said like for teenagers or whatever. Oh, what you mean they put a certain they age put a on certain the age on the question. And for us, we just go anywhere. You know, we go where we want to go. The kids don't have an opinion yet. They don't know places. Although Wit does repeat things when we talk about it. Like when our family was in Panama, he said, "I want to go to Panama," you know, because we weren't going on that trip. So he has said he wants to go to some places, but he doesn't really know what that means yet. So for us, you can take children, in my opinion, almost anywhere in the world as long as it's a safe place to visit. And it doesn't really matter the age. You can find things to do that everybody will love and have a good time and, and create those amazing memories. But for me, the question, the first thing that came to mind with this question, where we can't wait to take our kids. And this is going to be funny, but for me, it's Disneyland or Disney World. And that's because... I've never been myself and I've never really been that interested in going, but I think it would be an amazing experience. And I know that it's a place that kids love. And for us, because we're willing to take our kids anywhere, there's not a specific place because, I mean, literally we will go anywhere with our kids. But Disneyland or Disney World would be a place that's just for, it's not just for kids, but it's a place that kids would have, I would think, the most fun they would have anywhere, right? So... Uh I mean, that's a great answer. I <laughs> totally different from this is why we do the podcast and we do it unedited and unscripted. Totally different than what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. You know, the question of when they're older obviously is a bit abstract. It's a bit open ended. So if I'm looking at it from, OK, what about when they're like 10 and 8 so they can remember it, but they're still maybe don't have their own opinion well then they'd say disneyland but you know like 10 and 8 or 9 and 7 when they don't maybe know how big the world is and they're not they're not teenagers ready to give us like i want to go here and maybe we, we go somewhere for them so at that age 9 and 7 10 and 8 something like that um definitely would love to get them to see a bit of western europe so i would love to have them in spain Portugal, like kind of do a Western Europe highlights tour almost okay. going back to what you would do if you had never been to Western Europe and you're a tourist like, hey, kids, let's go see some of these things that you've maybe started to learn about in in school or, or you're going to start to learn about. So they have a little bit of a yeah. base of knowledge 
when, you know, they're in class and someone t they're taking, you know, European history and they're talking about the Eiffel Tower and our kids can say like they can picture it. One of the coolest things that I like about travel is that when someone's talking about a place, if I've been there or this is kind of neat. Like if a movie is set somewhere, mm -hmm. it just makes it so much more like I have such a more of a visceral feeling. It makes it so much more alive because I instead of just seeing what a place looks like, I can experience it because you've been there because I've been there. So I'm like, oh, now the the Italian job, they're going through this city. I've walked those streets. I've been in that train station, whatever. Or, oh, they're taking art out of the Louvre. Oh, my gosh, I've been down that hallway. So it makes it real. So I wouldn't mind. Because a lot of the history we get taught is, you know, European history. I wouldn't mind taking them on like a East on a Western European, and then we'd go over to Eastern Europe too. Highlight tour, kind of just bumping around. Mm -hmm. When they get older, although I'm itching to do this even before this age, <laughs> uh, I would love like if Wit, our our son, was like 14 or 15, and we're like, all right, we're going to Kazakhstan, we're going to Uzbekistan. Like now, again, I'm not going to wait that long to go myself because. But to go somewhere pretty off the beaten path and have mm -hmm. a bit of an expedition or or like, oh, we're going to go, you know, a bit through the Sahara Desert or, or some sort of mission expedition when he's old enough. More adventurous than, yeah. let's say, Spain. Yeah, like we're going to drive from Cairo to Cape Town mm -hmm. in, a, in a Land Rover or something like that. OK, all I'm right. Just throwing some ideas. Uh, now, I have a question for you, Trev. What aren't you itching to do? Because literally this man would do anything. I, I can't think of things that you wouldn't do. I, nothing, but those are just, <laughs> but the things I mentioned are the ones that are coming to my mind. So okay. I guess they're top of list. Anyway, great question. I like how you left it open-ended so we mm -hmm. could answer it any way we wanted sure. with the when they're older, which could mean a lot of things. Uh, so has Disneyland answer great one. <laughs> I went to well, Kazakhstan. Also because so, Disneyland, different. I think, is in our future in the next few years. So it's sure. not like waiting till they're teenagers. It's, you know, when Wits maybe five and Hadley's three, that's probably something that they would really like to hey, do. Hey, Rebecca.R-O-G-G-E, uh, one of the things we teach in our uh, Lifestyle Launch Academy in Location Indy about people uh, building businesses is to the too much coffee technique and it's to ask open-ended questions mm -hmm. so you get longer answers yeah she did that she, she said not when they're nine and mm -hmm. seven she said when they're older so we yeah, got to give open-ended questions a big breath of not that answer. trav needs more ammunition to be long-winded hey too much <laughs> coffee technique you want to know what your potential customers want mm -hmm. get them talking hear what they say um question number four what do you miss most about traveling with no kids what do you like the best of traveling with them at Becky Mayclay. Becky Mayclay on the topic of kids <laughs> again. This worked perfect back to back. Let's start with what did you what do you miss the most about traveling with no kids? Um, freedom and personal time, but that's the same as when we're at home. We love our kids so much. Obviously, it's amazing to be a parent. But when we travel without kids, you know, we could relax a lot more. And a lot of people out there say, you know, going on a vacation with kids isn't actually a vacation. Uh, and it's it's not necessarily. You're very busy and you don't really have time to just sit there and chill and read a book, especially with kids as little as ours. And there's just all the gear, all the stuff that you oh, have you're to bring into my answer, yeah. um, when you are traveling with kids. My answer is going to be being able to travel super light. 
Um, super light. We've always talked about traveling with just a carry on. Even Heather does it and she looks great. I do it, but that's not surprising <laughs> to anyone. Um, you know, I'm, I'm wearing the same hoodie and I think the same shorts that I probably recorded in last week. Yeah, it's a very minimal wardrobe. But yeah, traveling light. I mean, that is just one thing. You know, people say, oh, when you have kids, you can't travel. It's, you know, this or that. I, I want everyone to hear this. It will be different. We're not mm-hmm. saying it's not different. Of course it's going to be different. But you can still travel. Our hope is that we we show that to people. That's one of the reasons we – not it's one of the reasons we still travel. I mean, if we didn't have a podcast and didn't have a platform, we'd still be traveling with kids. But we want to kind of break that myth a bit for people and be a role model for parents who, who might think that their traveling days are over or that they can't travel with kids. But it is different. And the one thing that's really hard to – to fix or change is how much stuff you have to bring. We have basically the lightest, best packing stuff that you can find for traveling with kids. And it's still just it's a just lot of stuff. It's still more stuff. I mean, they need, even if we don't bring a pack and play, they still need car seats. And you know? a stroller. And a stroller. I mean, some people travel only with like the slings sure. or something. But for me, I like to have the stroller. I like to put the stuff in the stroller not just the kids it's really helpful when you're traveling so especially if you're going somewhere long term that's different too if we're traveling longer if we're going for a a weekend trip or a five-day trip we wouldn't pack a stroller but if you're going for like two three four weeks it's like yeah you you need something you know we get out and we go and we hit the ground running so we might be walking around a city for hours at a time our kids are not going to want to do that at this age so a stroller to us is really important so yeah there's just more gear and then you also have to if you are renting a car you need bigger car bigger cars to croatia with trav's parents it was four adults and wit and i was pregnant at the time and we could not really fit in a small suv we kind of needed a van and it was and you know in europe they're like, you need a yeah. bigger car. We're like, yeah, we need yeah. the biggest one you have, a so seven-passenger van. Logistically, there's just more things involved when traveling yeah. with kids. And, and yeah, exactly, yeah. the amount of gear, mm-hmm. um, which but I would say one little note. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll throw an extra in here. It, it makes it less spontaneous, which mm-hmm. I'm going to actually say this, this can transition into one of the best things about traveling with them. Our travel is less spontaneous, but it actually has made our life better better yeah because when when stuff is planned out and more organized it helps our businesses because we know when we're going to be working when Mm -hmm. we're going to take time off when we have big projects coming up you know we're not picking up and going at every drop of a hat when someone says come visit me here come visit me here we're like yeah 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 let's do it we're not being super reactive like we kind of used to be when it was just mm-hmm. us because we could do it. Yeah, we We're would just pick up and we would go, but then some things might suffer because of that. So we've been Usually much the more business or, or like our kind of sense of stability also sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right. So we've been much more intentional and organized with our travel. So actually having kids has made us better in a lot of ways, well, th- I mean, I think that's true for a lot of people. You become a better person when you have kids and all this stuff. But it's actually helped our travel style and helped our business because we've been more organized in the time that we are working. We're, like, working really hard. So we're just more productive. And another thing that we like best or that I like best with traveling with kids is it has also forced us to slow down because we're not going to just hit the ground running as much and jump around from place to place to place. We try to settle down and stay longer in one place and that's been really nice to explore and just do fun things with the kids and see what they enjoy and see their perspective of the area that we are and to watch them explore new places just really incredible yeah i'm i mentioned this in another question that was a bit similar but 
for me, it's been being content, not going, going, going all the time and not having to go super far all the time. Some of our best trips since we've had kids have been to not as crazy exotic places as you would imagine, but like, hey, we went to the beach in Maine. We went down to Florida a few times, right? We did these trips. We're thinking about going to North Carolina very soon because it's close enough to drive. Mm -hmm. So we do these trips that are, you know, again, less exotic, but I'm content with it because A, we're doing something. B, the kids are having so much fun that you're having fun. So you just kind of start to appreciate, or I started to appreciate stuff more and not always think, oh, what's bigger, what's better? Is the grass always greener? So that's been big for me. That's been a really nice result. I have to agree with that. <laughs> the last question for today, number five. If you could only bring one thing on a plane, what would it be? This question is from at the sweaty traveler. As we mentioned, our friend Max started a new podcast and it's called the sweaty traveler. Check it out. She asked this question. So my question, my answer to this question is a little different. Before we had kids, I would definitely say the number one thing I would bring on a plane is earplugs. But now that I have kids, I don't think I've worn earplugs at all because I always want to be alert, even if it's an overnight flight or something and we're all sleeping I don't want to not be able to hear if the kids need something so I don't really use earplugs anymore so now I would say the number one thing would just be water I like to bring my water on the plane I mean if I forget my water bottle to reuse I will almost always buy one because I just find that on a lot of flights you don't get enough to drink and sometimes like you don't even get a flight service depending on if it's a short flight so I yeah like I guess I guess if you don't have to watch kids, my answer is earplugs mm -hmm. or eye mask. Mm -hmm. Probably earplugs are more important than an eye mask. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they I are. I do believe you've worn earplugs. Oh, I have. But kids. I said if I didn't have to watch the kids, which means like you're, you were doing it, so I didn't have to. Um, if you're responsible for another little human and you can't like just go to sleep and you don't want to be sacked out to the world, uh, my answer would be an extra layer so typically for me this is like a sweatshirt mm -hmm. um or some sort of like little packable puffer i mean like a down jacket might be a little too warm but something like that sure. a middle layer so that if it is hot you take it off use it as a pillow if it is cold then you just put it on um you know a lot of people already have that they're already be wearing that but sometimes if you're going to a destination that's warm or you're coming from a destination that's warm you're like oh sure it's flip-flop t-shirt you get on the plane and you're freezing mm -hmm. right and if now we don't check bags usually so we could go up and get it out of our carry-on if we had it but if we didn't you know you're, you're really cold it might give you a blanket but extra layer just easy to have yeah. throw it on you don't have to wear it if you're not wearing it use it as a pillow all right. Awesome. That's it for today. Yeah, All another ask us. Questions. A, yeah, great questions. Thank you, guys. We've got one more Ask Us Anything that'll be coming out in the next Quarantine Diaries. And then we're actually going to start some of the questions for long enough that they merit their own podcast. And so some of your questions that you answered, I think three or four of them, are actually going to be a full-length podcast that you'll some have Some of the up. ones that you asked. Yeah, some of the ones that you asked. So, so we'll have them coming out as well and you'll know and we'll call you out and we want you to get some love for asking the questions so thank you guys for submitting the questions um do us a favor if you like this i didn't check right be before now but i know we're not at a thousand reviews yet i've asked <laughs> this just please if you could do us one two minute mm -hmm. favor right now if you like this podcast 
please leave a review on iTunes or however you're listening. Most people listen through iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. We want to get to a thousand reviews. It'd be nice just to have that little number, right? That it big says, number. Well, it says 1K. They stop yeah. putting the zeros and uh, it gets like 1.5K. Okay. Like right now it says five, it said 581. I want the little K, you know, yeah. that's when you know you've made it. You, when you have a K. When you got the K. So do us a favor. What about if you have an M? I mean, then you've really made it. I mean, I'd be asking a lot. We don't even have a million listeners to every show. But, hey, if you want to go and sign in to multiple <laughs> Apple podcast accounts of everyone in your family review, that'd be super helpful. But um, it's, they say it takes seven times for someone to hear something for them to act on it. So I don't know how many guys times you've heard it, but if this is like three or four Dude, break the Couple break the mold. Break the mold. Get in early. And if it's if it's not seven yet, well, we're gonna keep telling you. Please leave a review. Just be super helpful. I want that K next to our number of reviews. Thank you guys. You're awesome. And we'll and chat soon. Yeah. Bye. See ya. <laughs>